ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position. Ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing. Cause I'll be willing and dealing. Find me the trade. Cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 143 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast. Proud member of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network or the DAP network, if you will. And I just did. Uh, but if you're watching us live on YouTube or watching a replay on YouTube, feel free to come in here and enjoy. We've got a great guest tonight. But before we do that, obviously, I got to introduce myself, Andrew Hall at Andrew Hall FF and my co-host tonight, Rocky Petrella. How are you tonight, Rocky? That that's me. Hey Andrew, how you doing? Uh, hey. doing <laughs> I'm doing pretty good tonight. Uh get getting on a little more often, I think, this this month. Uh, I was on a couple weeks ago. I think I think we're all gonna be on next week, right? Yeah, next uh, week is gonna be your FMAT spectacular. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, but I'm very much looking forward to tonight uh, podcasting with Howard here. This should be a fun time. That's right. And if you've read the title, if you're looking in on the YouTube, you already see him here. Howard Bender, the one and only from uh, Fantasy Alarm. How are you tonight, Howard? Doing real well. Thank you so much for inviting me, guys. Uh, a pleasure to be here and uh, psyched to uh, bash on some rookies. <laughs> oh, that's all we do on this show, really. Rookies and running backs, we just bash all the time. I mean, I don't want to get too mean too too soon. I guess we, we have to kind of move into it a little bit. I mean, I put on the show sheet, obviously, the first thing we always talk about is news, but I don't feel like there really was any news. Did I miss anything major? I mean, Antonio Brown is going to play in the Arena League. Is that news? Does I didn't even count? know that. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. new to me. Breaking news right here. I, I got, I got like a, some sort of sleeper alert or something, and I'm just like, that sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, a couple weeks ago, he was talking about playing for the Ravens. Nobody believed that, right? And then it was like, oh, now he's playing for an Arena League. I believe that. That kind of makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's that time of year. This is rookie draft season kind of pivoting into dynasty startup season, so Really not a lot of news, thank goodness. Uh, that usually means no injuries, no off-season, you know, OTA injuries or anything like that. Knock on wood, that's not going to happen, but it always seems like it does. Anyway, uh, we're going to go see the evening. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about rookie wide receivers and tight ends. Uh, we did quarterbacks and running backs last week, and I think this week with the, the right, wide receiver tight end, the pass-catching group, we were kind of talking about it before we started. It, it feels a little underwhelming, right? We were all kind of hyping up this 23 class as we were leading into it, and 2023 picks are gold and all of this stuff. And I don't know. I'm, I'm a little disappointed, I guess. I mean, Howard, I'll kick it to you first. In general, what do you think about this rookie class? Is it holding up to the standard, or you kind of, like me, just a little bit meh? Ah, yeah, I'm kind of meh with it. And I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know if it's the if it's the level of talent with these players. Um, or if it's just, if it's more the landing spots, like maybe if Jackson Smith, Najigba went somewhere other than, you know, to be the wide receiver three behind Lockett and Metcalf, you know, maybe if, if, uh, you know, Jameer Gibbs went to some place that, you know, was going to feature him more and not, you know, pair him up with David Montgomery. So, 
You know, I think yeah. that's kind of where we're at, where we're all like, yeah, give me some Bijan Robinson. There's a little bit of love for Jordan Addison. Well, there's a little bit more than just a little love, but there's love for Jordan Addison where he is. And then, you know, you're, you're just kind of, you're, you're throwing darts. There are pros and cons to everybody else. Nothing too exciting, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think this is, yeah, especially where we were like a year ago, six to eight months ago. This class to me is very underwhelming. And I, I, I haven't held back on that. I like, we know we we've talked about it all through 2022 <laughs> that these tricks, like you said, like a random 2023 first was like gold. You could get anything for it. And these, I mean, this is just an average class at best. I think like there, there's, there's some good high end talent. Uh, and we have at least a few more quarterbacks than last year. And since we're a super flex pod, but it's, yeah, I we were talking before the show, and I, I again said this multiple times on here on Trade Addicts. Like after 108, 109 ish, it's just like, yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like some of these guys might have a shot to be semi relevant, but I, I'm not super excited about taking anybody. Yeah, and as much as I want to kind of bash landing spots because it feels like a lot of the landing spots are just kind of like stepping on rakes, you know, like oh man, like that guy went to like JSN went to Seattle. They've already got a couple of players, and Lockett just got resigned. Like, and, oh, and speaking you know of I mean? Seattle, like, I, I love Zach Charbonnet, and then that just killed me when he went to Seattle. <laughs> definitely going to mention that one too, right? Like Seattle's just killing us with some of this, and then I mean Atlanta taking Bijan makes sense. I get that they didn't take a quarterback, so now I'm like, well, how good is that team going to be? Like, I think Ritter's going to be fine, but. It just seems like every single thing that could have gone wrong went wrong almost. Um, but I also think it's it's always worth repeating that we had the same kind of thought about A.J. Brown, right? A.J. Brown went to Tennessee. It was a terrible landing spot and nothing It was going to be terrible and nothing could be further from the truth. I mean, he ended up being a stud anyway. So I'm really curious to see what happens for some of these players. You know, if Jordan Addison can live up to the hype and be that true number two beside Justin Jefferson, I don't think he overtakes Justin Jefferson. That'd be crazy. But, I mean, if you did, you heard it here first, I guess, right? We, we're breaking that. Uh, but I'm not betting any money on it. Let's put it that way. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like this this class is uh, is a little underwhelming. And I think also it, it explains, I think, in some cases why or, or how, at least, trading for picks can be risky. Uh, you feel like they're, they're going to accrue in value and that they're, they're going to be a standard thing that, you, you know, they're not going to decrease in value. I mean, 110 decreased in value a ton in the week after the draft. I mean, that 110 was a first-round pick. And then it was 110, and it was like, oh, that teardrop is pretty serious. You know, do I take Kendry Miller there? Do I take Charbonnet there? Like, just those picks, none of them feel good. And so, again, yeah. I, I just think it bears reiterating, like, draft picks are definitely an asset you can move. Don't be afraid to move them. Yeah, I think almost that entire second half of the first round almost is de de decrease. Like, you say picks never decreasing, but they did decrease in value because yep. of how hyped the 23 class was. And it's, it's kind of put in the back of my mind, if we get it, uh, another like hyped class a year to two years, which this was back in 2021. Oh, I think yeah. People were talking about 23 first. And if that happens, I, I'm going to be selling those picks because it, it, it's not a given that unless you're getting, you know, unless your pick ends up the one, you know, 101 to 105 or six, that it's not a given. I think that those picks are going to increase in value. If, if, if it's as overhyped as the 23 class was. Yeah, and I, I mean, you said it too earlier, Rocky. We got a lot of good quarterbacks in this class, but that was last week. We're talking receivers, and the number yeah. one overall receiver by the consensus is JSN. Howard, what do you think about Jackson Smith and Jigba? Is he the real deal? Does he deserve the one spot? Is it, you know, drastically? There is there a big gap, I guess, between him and the other guys? What do you think? 
I think he definitely projects long term as a as a very you know talented NFL wide receiver. You know, again, the problem is is that it's going to be very tough to see <clears throat> how he gets weaved in. You've got Seattle, which is you know the only person who likes to run for the football as much as Arthur Smith is Pete Carroll. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, yeah, like see, and that's that that's what I find kind of interesting. Last year, I think Geno Smith had the sixth most pass attempts uh, in the NFL, which was incredibly surprising. If you've got Kenneth Walker and you just and you also drafted Zach Charbonnet and you you've got a run first mentality, like you know, I don't know, are you moving? You know, are you going to move DK Metcalf at some point? You know, where where is it going to be? So I I worry that we're just not going to see Jackson Smith and the Jigba develop like we would like he should develop he should develop he should be a number two right now on an offense right he yeah. should have been like if minnesota took him right it, it, it could have been like you know jefferson and then you know smith najigba and Najigba, he would have had a, a fantastic season because all the tough coverage is on you know on which is this is why we love jordan addison right it's like yep. tj hawkinson's not going to get all of Adam Thielen's vacated targets. So I agree. Like, that's why we're in on it. So, you know, that that's the one thing that worries me about Smith Najigba also is that if I'm going to take him number one uh, as the wide receiver in a dynasty draft because of his talent, when's he going to pop really in the NFL? And is that going to be year two, year three? You know, do I really want to wait that long? Yeah, it could be tricky. Rocky, what do you think about JSN? Definitely the consensus one. I mean, he's he's the number one for you too, I assume, right? Yeah, I, I'm taking him as the wide receiver one in the class uh, because of the talent. But I, I'm with Howard. It's 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 dicey. Like, I, I do think that I've also been like, I, I and this is not a humble brag or anything, but I do have a lot of picks in that 109 to 112 range. Mm-hmm. And I've been taking a lot of uh, Charbonnet at the very end because I do think he's a value and I do believe in that talent. But and also because I do think they're going to run a lot. I, I think that's why you pick Charbonnet. And when you already have Walker and Pete Carroll, like like Howard said, we've known is always love to run the ball. So uh, I, I just it's it is hard to see a, a path for him to be super, especially in his rookie year, but even for the next two years, like I don't think they have a good salary cap out on uh, Lockett until after the 24 season. No, and they just uh, so, re-signed him to a really good deal. I yeah, don't think they're going to try to. I don't think they can. Yeah. Even after this season, I don't think they can. They can cut him very easily, uh, even if they wanted to. So it, it's hard to envision a path where he's even the clear second best option on the team. I mean, talent wise, he's very, very good. And and at this stage in their careers, you you would think he could surpass Lockett, but it's it's still very dicey. But. I, like you mentioned, you mentioned AJ Brown earlier, and I just I, I have to go on the talent, and and he's definitely the most talented receiver in the class. So I am still taking him as, as the wide receiver one, but that would be a, like one oh six or something like that after the quarterbacks and the, the first couple of running backs are off the board. Yeah, it's an odd spot to be like, well, I guess I'll take the best receiver. It's a it's a it's a weird feeling, you know what I mean? Like I guess I'll take the number one receiver here. I don't, I mean, I don't feel happy about it. You know, yeah, like, I don't think anybody expects him to be the top. Yeah reducing rookie receiver so yeah and and so that's actually a good pivot so the next two obviously are addison and johnston and they're kind of in a tier of their own i think in most places but if you think about it we've got jsn kind of behind metcalf and lockett you've got addison jordan addison playing and for minnesota behind justin jefferson 
And then you got Quentin Johnson playing behind, in theory, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen in L.A. and the Chargers. So all three of these guys being, you know, the top three receivers, none of them are going to be a solid wide receiver one on their own team, at least not for a couple of years, it looks like. So, Howard, I'll kick it to you first. I mean, it, this is kind of the, I would say, the most important question that some people have is which do you prefer, Addison or Johnston? Because there's some value and in, in some logic in either way. But which one do you prefer? Um, I prefer Addison right now, primarily, you know, with every league being PPR, like, you know, my Pretty grandpa, much, yeah. my grandpa plays standards still, but you know, I mean, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'm there. in one, I'm in one, <laughs> but I mean, you know, so in a PPR format, again, you're talking about a, a high octane mm-hmm. passing offense. You know, we, we all expect them to cut bait with Dalvin cook. Yeah. Madison is there, but you know, you know that that they just they want to throw the ball. That's just the way that the offensive scheme is set up over there. So to me, Addison is the uh, he's that. You know, come on, don't we live in an era of instant need for an instant gratification? Right. So why can't I just be in win now mentality? Say forget JSN. I'm going to take Addison with my first pick because Addison's going to be the guy who's going to see targets this year. He's going to be. Uh, involved in that offense. And if he's just, you know, even if he's just a chain mover, he'll get his touchdowns. But, you know, I think that's definitely where we want to kind of sit. With Johnston, you know, I I think he kind of profiles style-wise as like a Mike Williams. So you figure that Mike Williams is probably going to, you know, miss five, six games, you know, possibly even more, depending on it. That Johnston's going to be in, in that realm where he's going to get work. Um, I would probably, though, because you're kind of waiting for that injury with Mike Williams or, you know, I won't say Keenan Allen because Keenan Allen, does if he gets hurt, it doesn't really, you know, it's not Johnson's game to be that possession, you know, guy who works out of the slot. So, I mean, if I'm drafting, I'm taking for a win now mentality, I'm taking Addison number one, I'm taking Smith and Jigba number two, and then I'm going to take Quentin Johnson. No, and I get that logic. I really do. And I think Addison's going to be the guy that redraft players are going to prefer for sure. And yeah, I mean, yeah. again, Jerry here in the chat is kind of mentioning this too. Like he said, his favorite rookie is Quentin Johnston for the Chargers, thinks he takes over as the number one by next year. And that's exactly what you're saying. Like, I think he's got a long road this year to kind of find that spot to the lead receiver. But Rocky, where are you at with these two? Are you kind of with Howard here that, that Addison over JSN isn't that crazy? And you prefer him definitely over Quentin? Or do you like QJ more? Oh yeah, I'm definitely Addison over Johnston. I, I do like Johnston though. Um, I I had these guys one, two, three pre-draft, and I still have them one, two, three post-draft. Uh, in that order, at uh, JSN, Addison, Johnson. But gotcha. I I think it's pretty clear that Addison is, barring injury, the most likely to to produce a relevant season year one. And I, I kind of look at him as sort of like the Alave of of this class. Like mm. everyone kind of knew Alave was probably going to be able to produce given the opportunity um and at least a decent offense it wasn't a great offense but so i think he's has the best chance to rise in value as well as as just produced because jsn you know it's wide receiver three touches isn't going to increase his value i mean i don't think he's going to decrease because he's the number one wide receiver in the class and everyone loves him and we're going to give him a second chance and all that but uh addison i think is going to kind of boost in value and i've gotten my fair share of him for that reason and and because he's going to produce uh johnston again he's not he he doesn't seem likely bar well 
I guess we can probably maybe assume a Mike Williams injury at this point. Yeah, at some point. Say it. But but he doesn't seem as likely to produce uh, a year one as well. So uh, I do think he could take over as the one by next year. I mean, Keenan Allen's going to be 31, 32. 32, I think, almost. Yeah, yeah. 32 in 2024. So uh, I do like him a lot, and he, I think he has great potential. But I think, he'll, just like JSM, we're going to have to wait to see it uh, a little down the road. So I'd rather take Addison both for the production and, like I said, the, the value increase of the three. I think he's the most likely to increase in value because of the production. No, oh, that makes total sense. Yeah, and I think with the way those offenses, all three of those, really, all three of those offenses kind of – they're not afraid to throw the ball. And like you said, Howard said it best about, you know, Seattle, they, they got a two big offensive weapons in this draft. I, you could argue they didn't need either one, right? I mean, like they really didn't need JSN and they really didn't need Zach Charbonnet. Uh, they did fine last year without him. I would kind of, I would, I would have expected them to take a different position for both of those picks, but they did. So they're clearly loading up on offense. They're going to use the guys because of the draft capital they took. So, yeah, I mean, same with Addison and Johnson. I think both of those guys are going to get used too. So, uh, the next receiver on the list is Zay Flowers, and I, I kind of put it here, and, and then there's a tear break. I mean, that was sort of a, a question mark, but also a statement. I guess, Howard, you have wide receiver four as Zay Flowers, I would assume, but is there anyone else you consider in that tier, or is there anyone above him, in your in your opinion? Um, I, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't like the landing spot here for Zay Flowers either. It's I a think running theme, that's right? Like, <laughs> that's, exactly. that's kind of a tough spot to, yeah. to be in, and then, and then they bring in – <laughs> and, and and Odell Beckham is there and Rashad yeah. Bateman's coming back. And I mean, it's just, you know, and, and it's, and it's a, a run first scheme. So um, it's pretty tough. I'm, I'm probably not, you know, and, and I'll tell you what it is. And in all honesty, I never got bit by the college football bug. I mm, grew up in yeah, New York either. city. Okay. What was I going to root for the NYU violets? They didn't have a team. The college <laughs> I went to was, was div three upstate New York. Right. Where, you know, everybody's like, yeah, I could have played Div one, but I wanted the education. Bull crap. So, <laughs> you know, so that's like that was like my college football thing. Like I never got bit by the bug. So I can sit there and, and look at, at, you know, film and see what kind of talent Zay Flowers is. But I, I'm not like so hyped up about him that I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm totally in on this guy. I look at. And, you know, especially with a lot of these young wide receivers, I look at who's got opportunity. And right. if you've got opportunity in your first year, that's what I'm most intrigued about. So for me, I'm not even looking at Zay Flowers because I just hate the, you know, the, the offensive scheme there for a rookie wide receiver. I'm looking at like Jalen Hyatt, you know, in, in New York, because he's got the potential of being the number one guy. What does he have to leapfrog Isaiah Hodgins? Uh, that's, that's not, you know, not a huge stretch for him. And then I actually, I really like Rishi Rice out of yeah. SMU because he went to Kansas city and who's their number one guy. They've got these like interchangeable cogs and Kadarius Tony and sky Moore And you know, they, they Marquez Valdez Scantlings, the guy who's going to stretch the field. Give me Rishi Rice as the deep threat in that offense. And all of a sudden, I'm a little more turned on. So those are two guys who I actually like better than, uh, than, than taking Zay flowers, but let's also face facts guys. We all know who the wide receiver, the rookie wide receiver is that we want this year. And that is the person whose ADP plummets the furthest, the closer we get to the season, Justin yep. Jefferson, 
dropped out of sight in in drafts. Jamar Chase couldn't catch a football because it didn't have a white stripe. Oh, I on. remember. Yeah. Uh, last year, Garrett Wilson was going to have to deal with the Jets' offense, or you could say Christian Watson with the hammy injury that knocked him out, off, off yeah. the board. So you know that's I mean that that just goes to show you right there. So the eyeballs that I'm looking at are really uh, on the uh, on the the opportunity side of things. And uh, yeah, so those are my guys. I like Hyatt and I like uh, and I like Rice. I don't blame you for either one of those. I will say that that Flowers is still interesting to me just because they did change offensive coordinators. They got Todd Monken now. So I feel like that changes their game plan. They're not going to be as run heavy as they were last year. I feel like that's probably why they signed Beckham too. Like they're kind of revamping that offense. And if Monken wanted Flowers, they're going to use him, right? So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. But still a ton of question marks like it's still a lot of like man, how how far do they really change this offense and this team uh there is still some just bad taste in your mouth in a way right well that's i mean who's you know who who who's the last mobile quarterback that todd munkin was you know using on uh, you know in in any offense Stetson bennett does that count like <laughs> what's that Stetson bennett with georgia like i don't know like, it just feel like there he hasn't done much recently at all exactly yeah, so I, so like the question it. is is you know yeah munkin's gonna you know, change up the passing attack here, but you're still looking at Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson's still a run first guy. Yep. No, and I totally agree with you. Rocky, what are your thoughts on flowers before we yeah. move on to the other guys? Yeah. On flower. I'm, I'm, I'm on the same page with Howard tonight, man. Uh, I, I, I wasn't big on flowers pre-draft either. Uh, I just, I didn't think he was fine, but I mean, he did nothing to really impress me watching him. Uh, and, with the Ravens offense, like even if it is more of a pass heavy offense, which we have yet to see, but if it is, uh, Andrews is still the pass catcher one there. And I'm not convinced Rashad Bateman still isn't going to be the better guy. I mean, to me, Rashad Bateman was the better prospect between him and Zay Flowers coming out. And he's been injured a lot over the last two years, and it's been a low volume offense, and we haven't gotten a lot of fantasy goodness from Rashad Bateman. But I still think he might be the priority over Zay Flowers. So at that point, you're talk we're talking about another wide receiver three here in a historically not great environment for fantasy wide receivers. So Combine that with the fact that I didn't love him coming out, and I, I'm with Howard I, too. Uh, that I love, I love taking a shot on Rice just because of the opportunity yeah. and that he's hooked up with Patrick Mahomes. Maybe maybe it doesn't work out. It didn't work out for Sky Moore, but uh, I do like uh, Rice as a prospect. And again, it's just wide open opportunity there. It's basically Kelsey and a bunch of guys. So yeah, yeah, and and so just so that we're kind of clarifying a little bit here, wide receiver five, we got uh, Jonathan Mingo, wasn't it? Jonathan Mingo, am I saying that right? Yes, that's right. Uh, number six, Josh Downs. Number seven, Rashi Rice. Number eight, Marvin Mims. I kind of put those in a tier, but again, this is where it really gets murky already, right? Like the, all of these guys have question marks. They're all landing in different situations that are for better for worse, not necessarily perfect, right? They're just kind of getting into what they can. And again, I totally agree with Howard on the, the opportunity is key for wide receivers. It's key for everybody, to be honest. But wide receivers, if you don't show out in your first year, your chances of showing out in year two are pretty small because they're really quick to move on. There's also so many receivers in the league anymore, right? Like if you're not producing, they'll just go find someone else somewhere else and get, you know, a cheap undrafted free agent to fill the hole. Like if you're not working, it's not working, move on. It's really unfortunate for receivers. We see that happen all the time. But 
Howard, we talked a little bit about Rice. Of course, you mentioned him in Hyatt. What do you think about Downs? I know that's somebody that I'm really high on in the second round of rookie drafts, trying to make sure I leave with him. Just because he's going to Anthony Richardson's new you know, Indianapolis Colts offense, I feel like those two could be a good rookie duo, I guess. What do you think about Downs yourself? Yeah, I like it. You know, I mean, he's a speedy receiver. He's a great route runner, like really clean route runner. And that's, I think, going to be very important, especially if there are concerns about Anthony Richardson's, um, you know, his accuracy. And, you know, are they going to move the chains and, and how are they going to do that? And so I think Downs finds himself in a great spot here, especially when you've taken Paris Campbell out of the equation. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, Alec Pierce is still there. And so, you know, he'll probably challenge him in, in some of the uh, the shorter routes. But I, I think Downs is in a he's in a good spot. I like where you, you're, you're thinking about him. Second round, uh, you know, who's got you know, a guy who's in a potentially good situation and there's not a lot blocking him. Yeah. And I took him at like the end of the first in a one QB league, right? Where like those quarterbacks aren't there. It kind of boosts his value up a little bit. And I kind of, I reached for him a little, but I'm just like, Hey, I think he's got the highest upside and potentially the highest floor of this kind of tier of players. Uh, Just because again, Anthony Richardson is getting a lot of buzz and he's going to be running the ball. There's Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. They got Michael Pittman who hasn't really been a stud. I mean, there is a chance that downs is the wide receiver one of this group out of this whole group really. And could be the only wide receiver one just because of the landing spot feels I don't know, kind of ripe for the picking. Rocky, what do you think about Downs? Are you on the same page or do you disagree here? I'm not as high on the spot, I think, as you two are. I do like Downs. He, I actually had him above Flowers pre-draft, but uh, I just, I think it's my concern about Anthony Richardson as a passer is what has me yeah, worried. It. And <laughs> he's got Michael Pittman to compete with. He's got Jonathan Taylor running a bunch of times to compete with. And... I just, I don't believe in Richardson as a passer. I could be proven wrong. I get the upside. He's super athletic, all that. And if anyone's going to get it out of him, it's probably going to be Steichen, who's worked with Herbert, who's worked with Hertz, so, and and gotten great uh, production out of those two. But, but Hertz did take a couple years to get there. So uh, we'll see how that goes for Downs. Uh, But I do like him of this group. I think I prefer Rice over of this like second and third Mm. tier of guys. I think I prefer Rice over Downs, but Downs would probably be second in this group for me over any of the other guys you have uh, listed here and that we've talked about so far. Now, it's it's funny, Rocky, you and I have been in probably 10 or 15 drafts at this point, you know, since the NFL draft, different rookie drafts that we've been in. And I'm pretty sure all four of these guys have gone first and fourth in this group. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen Mims go before all of them. I've seen Mingo go before all of them. I've seen Downs last to, like, the 211, yeah. (laughs) I think I saw him go 302 in a league, and I was just like, what in the world? So, like, this is where that that kind of, you know, it's up to your league. It's up to your value. How do you feel about things? I mean, I've seen, you know, Levis go at 109. I've seen Levis go at 209, right? I mean, there's just a bunch of chaos in that after that 110 kind of spot, which is just bonkersville. I'm curious, and maybe Howard can can answer this first. What you guys think of uh, Mingo? I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of Mingo before the draft, and then he went. He was one of the. Uh, I, I think he was the first wide receiver taken in the second round after the the four first round guys, and that and there's definitely opportunity there, but but he was a guy that was not quite as touted as some of these other guys. So, uh, what what do you guys what are you guys thoughts on Mingo? I actually like Mingo. I think he's he's talented i think he's got a good frame i think that you know he might need to muscle up a little bit more in the in the nfl but i think that he's got uh some really good speed it's an intriguing landing spot i think in in carolina because we're we're, you know they're still kind of shifting things around and you know if you look at it and you've got 
Um, you know, you got Thielen as your your slot guy and move your chain mover. You got Chark to stretch the field. You know, as the uh, as like the Z receiver. You know, who's your X receiver in that in that lineup? And you know, I think Mingo does have the uh, the potential of uh, of of kind of taking in. Uh, a little bit larger of a role. We, you know, we've got to see what Bryce Young is all about in the NFL. And obviously, you know, when you get a shorter quarterback uh, who can't see over his linemen, then he's going to pepper the <laughs> the sidelines a lot more, like we see Russell Wilson do with like Jerry Judy, or you know, that he used to do with like Metcalf. So, I think Mingo's in a good spot. I think it's just going to, you know, for like potential targets, it's just a matter of you know whether or not Bryce Young's going to be able to get him that ball. Yeah, and I, I'm right there with you. I think that Mingo actually does have a lot of value. I think it could be a number, another one of those that becomes a number one receiver for his team, uh, partially because there really just isn't one right now. But like you said, there's so much turmoil and chaos with that team right now. They're they're having to do a full gutted rebuild. And I think Mingo being, he, I mean, Rocky was correct. He was the first receiver taken in the second round, but he did he went after both Sam Laporta and Michael Mayer, which is just kind of interesting too. Like those tight ends were were terrific this year, and obviously got a lot of attention and all that, but. I'm not entirely out on Mingo. I think I'm out at cost. I'd rather have probably all three of those other guys over Mingo myself, just because that offense could be terrible this year. Still, we don't know. Right. Um, and again, Bryce Young, like you said, he is a little shorter. There is going to be some learning curve and how to play in the NFL and adjust to that speed. I wouldn't be shocked if uh, the, the Panthers are, you know, one of those three and 14 kind of just struggling rookie year kind of teams. And again, I think, I mean, there's another chance too, though, that, they end up being really good, right? They've got Miles Sanders. They've got Adam Thielen. Like they've got Hayden Hurst. It's pretty much my fantasy team from two years ago. And I'm telling you what, like those guys could be one of those teams that just surprises everybody. And Mingo is the wide receiver one rookie. So the the range of outcomes is giant for Jonathan Mingos, which I mean, again, I don't mind taking him at the 202, 204 kind of range, um, depending on who all is there, but I'm generally leaning these other guys. We didn't really talk about Mims much. Howard, do you have anything you want to talk about with Mims or is it kind of like, He's okay. You're all right with him in Denver, and it's a busy back, busy receiver group, and it's hard to say all that. I mean, anything else you want to get into with Mims? Or be good? that's that summed it up perfectly. Absolutely. I thought so too. Yeah. <laughs> well, then let's get to the last tier here before we move to tight ends. You already mentioned Hyatt. I think we can talk about him a little bit. Uh, Jalen Hyatt is definitely somebody that I was excited to see get drafted. I liked his film a little bit. I saw of him, and I liked what people said about him. I thought he had a lot of talent. And then he goes to a team that could really use it. So maybe you you seem to be higher on Hyatt than maybe than I even am. What are your thoughts on Hyatt? Do you think he goes in that tier ahead? Do you think he belongs with those other guys we just talked about? Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think it's it's about opportunity. And, you know, and, and I like the fact that he's not, you know, I mean, I, you know, he's, like, I, I see him in best ball drafts now kind of going in like the middle rounds uh, as far as like a dynasty receiver goes. Again, I, I like him you know, based on the opportunity, the initial opportunity here, and I'll take him higher than, you know, a lot of these other guys simply because I see the development for the, the this offense. I see what Brian Dayball is doing with Daniel Jones. I see what Daniel Jones is learning and taking a step ahead, you know, as well. I'm not going to, you know, anoint him Josh Allen light, but he's looking for that number one wide receiver to really make a difference. They brought him in, they brought in Darren Waller, which I think is a good solid move, especially, you know, with the, with the way that, you know, we've seen Dayball incorporate the tight end. Um, so I kind of, I, I think it's a nice spot for Hyatt only because also, I mean, Wandell Robinson, we don't know about his health and, and coming back. Isaiah Hodgins, 
fine, but you know, was probably more like a journeyman than anything else. I never really <laughs> yeah. like, looked at Isaiah Hodgins as like this is going to be the number one guy. So you know, who I mean, is Kenny Galladay? Is he alive? I don't even know if Kenny Galladay is alive. <laughs> Um, I think he's still alive. Yeah, I'm willing to say that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what team so, he's on, but I'm pretty sure he's alive. You know, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, or any of these names really turning you on fantasy-wise? Or would you rather take that shot on Jalen Hyatt because this is this is opportunity knocking? Well, I find it interesting that Tank Dell went before Jalen Hyatt, and I don't know a single person that's ranking Nathaniel Tank Dell ahead of Jalen Wyatt. Right. I feel like the landing spot in Houston for, for Dell was okay or, you know, could be good. We'll see with CJ Stroud and all that. But I just, I'm kind of with you. I feel like Hyatt's the clear cut choice in almost every time in that, in that kind of gap there. Yeah, and it kind of covered too. We're looking at wide receiver nine is uh, Jaden Reed, 10 is Jalen Hyatt, 11 Cedric Tillman, 12 Keyshawn Boutte. I'm going to say it that way. And 13 was Dell, who I just mentioned. So that kind of leftover tier in a way. I mean, we talked about Hyatt there. I guess, Rocky, do you have any opinions on Hyatt or even Dell for that matter? Uh, not, not too much. I, Hyatt, I, I like, you know, I like as a dart throw, maybe as like an early third round pick. I, I don't really want to go for him in the second. Uh, the book on him was kind of, uh, a little bit of maybe he might be better for a real NFL team than a fantasy team as sort of a speed guy. And, but I agree the landing spot with the giants. I mean, every, that's completely wide open there. There's yeah. like, like Howard said, it's just a bunch of, uh, you know, average guys has beens and never was <laughs> basically. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, who know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so who who knows how that's going to shake out? Um, and and Dell, uh, I I love that his name is Tank. I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> but but, but yeah, something. I mean, yeah, it's something. But yeah, I mean. Year one in Houston, I, I I don't know who we can count on. I I do like C.J. Stroud a lot. I, I to me, he I liked him best of, of the uh, the quarterbacks in this class as a as a pure passer. Uh, but I just he, there's not a lot of weapons there, and I'm not banking on Tank Dell to be to be a significant one. So no. uh, I think I would take Hyatt over Dell, but I, I, they're both dart throws, and I I don't love either. I think it's wild a little bit that there's a sixth round wide receiver that's in this group. Uh, just goes to show the power of like uh, uh, of Debbie players, I guess. And, and having a name out there, you know, having an early good uh, year in your career back in college. Cause uh, people knew like people who were paying attention knew who Boutte was because he performed yeah. well early, but, but I, I'm not, yeah. A six rounder going to the Patriots said, no, thanks. Well, I mean, <laughs> they had Nikhil Harry, you know, first rounder went to the Patriots and yes. died. I think that the, you could almost look at this and say the same narrative could be built the other way and saying, well, they they got great value in the sixth and maybe they lean on him because Bill Belichick's weird like that. Like, I'm with you. I don't have a single share of booty on any team. I don't have any bootie or whatever we're calling him. I'm not. He's not I on know, my I'm squad. I'm not sure if it's bootie or booty. Yeah, or day three capital is just <laughs> never good for me. I'm not a fan no. of that. But I, I do like Jaden Reed, too, just kind of hit on that. I don't mind Cedric Tillman, but there's a lot of receivers in that room, and I'm mm. just not sure about Cleveland. So I guess anything else you want to talk about, Howard, on right receivers before we move over to the tight end group? No, let's hit those tight ends. They're they're oh. equally exciting. All right, I, I love me a good tight end. Let's be honest. But like the, the thing is, uh, the tight end group this year was probably one of the best we've seen top to bottom. I mean, there were just so many good tight ends coming into this, and you could argue that their landing spots were a little bit more clear cut and and kind of more on the way to fantasy relevancy. Uh, I think the the biggest 
debate that I've seen is the Kincaid versus Meyer at the top. I think Dalton Kincaid obviously is a stud player and goes to a team with Josh Allen. That's never a bad thing. Like you're always going to love Buffalo and all that. And then you got uh, Michael Mayer who ended up going to uh, Las Vegas, right. And playing for the Raiders, which again, has a lot of opportunity there as well. Rocky, I'll kick it to you first. Which of these two did you kind of prefer heading in? And then which did you prefer coming out of the draft? Kincaid or Mayer? Uh, I actually kind of preferred preferred Mayer. He's he's been he's been doing it for a while now, and he's a pretty polished guy. Uh, he's he's also a pretty good blocker and is going to be on the field a lot. Uh, Kincaid is definitely very good. He's probably going to play, and you do want this for fantasy. He's probably going to play less in line than Mayer, but I just I, I don't I think the the landing spots being a little overrated for him. Uh, I know people will say, well, he's not a, a real tight end because he's more of a big wide receiver, but tight end targets haven't been very plentiful for the Bills over the years under Josh Allen. Uh, so I have my doubts that that we're going to see a lot out of him, uh, especially early. So uh, I, I lean Mayer also just because of the, he's cheaper. Like King yeah. Kate is going right. Like he's going 107, 108 in a lot of my rookie trail. Like he's going sometimes yep. over Addison or over over Johnston. I don't want to pay that price. I'd rather just wait until the, the early like 201 and take a mayor or, or, or the other guy we're going to talk about in a minute here. That's right. Yeah. And, and kind of the, the, I don't know, the overarching theme I have with tight ends is they don't generally hit the ground running. So kind of back to what Howard said, the best one is the one you can get for the dip in August or even in you know November mm-hmm. or even in January of next year. I mean, we've seen a lot of tight ends come in and just kind of take a minute to adjust. And I think that Bill's offense is going to be tough for Kincaid. But Howard, where are you at with these two, with Dalton Kincaid and Mayer? Which one do you prefer? I mean, I pretty much echo the the sentiments of of Rocky here in the sense that, yeah, I mean, Kincaid, he might, you know, he's he's not going to be as in line as as Mayer is. Mayer, I think, is the more overall polished player, yeah. better blocker, uh, and, and I think we're you know we're we're good there. Um, the question is, is you know, one of the things that we've we've heard constantly about uh, the the Vegas Raiders is the uh, is the complexity of the offense uh, and and being able to relay it. And Josh McDaniels hasn't been able to really, you know, take that because he wanted to take that offense that he had with the Patriots, implant it right there in, in Vegas. And it's just really hasn't taken. And I've heard a lot of players talk about, you know, just the, the how overcomplicated it can be. And, and cause you've got like the quarterback, you know, on, on any given play, depending on the coverage, you've got individual players reading the defensive coverage. And then in their mind, they're saying, okay, now I'm supposed to, you know, if I see the guys over here, I'm going to supposed to run this route. But if he's over there, I'm going to run this route here. So they're doing that individually. The quarterback is trying to read the defenses. The defensive players are moving all over the place. So it does get really confusing. So I worry about really, you know, is Mayer going to take to this offense, you know, really that well? Um, or is he going to be, you know, more forced into uh, you know, a lot more blocking assignments. So I think that the targets tend to spin towards Kincaid uh, probably more here in year one. I think Mayer could be the guy, though, who who lasts longer in the NFL as a a, a regular tight end. I, I mean, again, you know, <laughs> this isn't like <laughs> this isn't like the old days. This is, you mm. know, the tight end position sucks. It's Travis <laughs> Kelsey and then it's nobody else. Yeah. Every once in a while, you know, I mean. George Kittle had what one good year, Darren so far, Waller, yeah. 
one good year. Mark Andrews. Mark Kyle Andrews, yeah. one good year. So, I mean, you know, these guys can can emerge in, at some point, but, you know, why are we over-investing in a position that, you know, <laughs> in order to keep it relevant, we had to go to tight end premium. Right. So what's that right. tell you about this position? So, yep. you know, these guys, I would never, I'm not using my first round draft pick unless it's like a bona fide Travis Kelsey coming out of college uh, and, and in a great situation for that. I'm not really, I, I'm just not into it. I'm, I'm really not. I, I, you know, and I won't use a first round pick on a tight end. I'd rather just fish through the draft. I just want to underline that point that that that's been my whole thing too. And why I, I think I have zero Kincaid, even though I'm in many, many, many leagues uh, is uh, yeah. I don't want to draft him in the first round. Like the Pitts was kind of the unicorn that we were drafting in the first round. And I was okay doing that, but. And, and how other, do you feel about that Rocky? Like, yeah. Right that's now, not yeah. What is production? How do you feel about that? It's not great. <laughs> I actually, uh, in, I didn't have a lot of pits and in one of my leagues, I actually moved him for, uh, uh, three firsts during his rookie year. So I was pretty happy about that, but, um, but, uh, but yeah, exactly your point though, Howard, even Pitts, who's, who is the amazing unicorn all time tight end guy, uh, had a good year one, uh, had a thousand yards, but, but like, what, what was it? One touchdown. Uh, and, and then, and then dipped year two. So I just, I don't want to touch them in, in round one. That's exactly like Howard said. That's why I just wanted to reemphasize that because it's, it's, I, I do not like, but I'm all about grabbing them later in the draft and taking shots on them. But the, the first round pick you're it's almost guaranteed to not increase in value. Like, it's almost guaranteed that you're getting a dip. So I'd rather just buy them later when, you know, they haven't performed here. One. Well, and I think that's something I actually mentioned before on Twitter. Like you could spend a first round pick drafting Dalton Kincaid or wait to see if he's worth a first round pick and trade a first round pick for Dalton Kincaid in the future. And I think I'd rather wait because I don't know if a lot of tight ends are really going to see a value like go up from their draft position. It's almost always down. And so if I can buy them on the way down and then, you know, kind of hold on while they're rebounding, sure. But I'd almost rather just wait till they've already rebounded and then spend that first three years in, you know, it just seems like a better investment for me, which is a lot of the reason why I don't have a lot of picks this year, right? Across all my leagues, I've, I've got probably half the amount of picks I had last year overall, which is largely because the picks were worth so much and I was able to get crazy deals on things. I'm just like, why wouldn't I take Dalvin Cook for a late first and stuff? Even if he's, you know, getting traded and all this, I got to use Dalvin Cook all last year. You know what I mean? Like there's some of that stuff, like I got points, you know what I mean? Like that helped me out. So I think it's an interesting spot. And I, I kind of am echoing what you said too, Rocky. I don't have a single Kincaid. I don't have a single mayor across all my leagues. I just don't, I just don't have it because I'd much rather take a risk on a receiver or even a running back or a trade out trade back situation. Just not something I'm doing. I have, however, as a way to pivot, I have gotten a few shares of Sam Laporta who was drafted one spot ahead of Michael Mayer. And you could argue goes to a, a premium spot in Detroit where they actually have very little competition. Uh, Jameson Williams obviously got suspended for six games, as we all know, for gambling on a bus or something. Who knows? <laughs> but the trick is Sam Laporta could be the number two receiving target on that offense. I don't know if you can say that about either of the other two. Uh, and that's what makes me nervous, especially at tight end. If you're not going to hit the ground running at tight end, it's going to take a while to regain your value. Sam Laporta, if you take him in the second, which is kind of where he's going in that early second round spot, 
that to me is the value of the draft, right? He could be a stud right out of the gate and you could flip him for a first. Now you're making profit. The other guys, I just don't see it. But Howard, where are you at with Sam Laporta? Do you like his landing spot as much as I do? I mean, it is a great landing spot, no doubt about it. And, you know, last year we saw Brock Wright get involved a little bit more heavily down the down the, the stretch. The suspension to Williams is the, is the big one right there mm-hmm. because they lost DJ Chark in free agency. Uh, guys like Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond, these guys don't do very much for us. I think, you know, the, the one, the one issue that will probably cut into some of Sam Laporta's work is the fact that they, they, they paid money to have David Montgomery on the roster and then drafted Jameer Gibbs. Now, yes, you can move Gibbs to the slot which then I guess, you know, pushes Amon Ross St. Brown to the outside. Um, so, you know, there is there is that aspect of it that kind of gets a little questionable. But, yes, out of all three of these tight ends, the one who has the biggest potential to step up and be the number two target is, you know, is, uh, is Laporta. Of course, it's still Jared Goff throwing him the football. Well, I mean, everybody loves to hate on Goff, but he did pretty well last year. And I'm not sure the team is excited to move away from him. I th- they got Hendon Hooker, right? Did, or did he go to L.A.? Yeah, no, no they got Hendon Hooker. Yeah. They got Hendon Hooker, right? I keep thinking of L.A. with Goff. It always throws me off. Um, but yeah, they got Hendon Hooker, which I think will be the heir apparent there. And I'm, I'm not 100% sold that he is the guy. He feels more like a Kyle Trask kind of quarterback to me, like someone who's just like, yeah, I guess I'll put him on my bench and see what happens. But it never really happens. Um, not even this year with Baker Mayfield, but I, I don't, I'm not that worried about golf. I'm just, I, I don't think I'm that, you know, terrified of that, but Rocky, where are you at with Laporta? I know you wanted to, to chime in here for sure. Uh, no, I didn't really have that much to add. I was just going to agree with you guys. Like the, the landing spot's great. <laughs> I do think that, uh, and, and Howard kind of alluded to this. I do think, uh, while Williams is out, Jameer Gibbs could actually end up being the second receiving option there. Uh, but Laporta definitely has a chance to kind of boom uh, in the first month or two uh, while Williams is suspended, and then he has to come back, and he's, uh, you know, he, you know, barely played with the team uh, right. since he's been drafted. So there's a lot of adjustment there. And I, I don't mind it, but I still think I prefer the other two over Laporta despite the great landing spot. Uh, but, but again, he's another guy I don't mind taking in there, the early, uh, second there. Yeah. And then there are other tight ends. Of course, we talked about how good the class was, but for fantasy and, and again, cause as you said too, Howard tight ends suck. Uh, there's just some of these guys I'm not terribly excited about for fantasy, right? They might be terrific tight ends and, and be amazing NFL tight ends, but for fantasy, you got to really be a standout guy to make it worth your while. So we had Musgrave, Washington's schoolmaker craft. And, and I put strange in here because for me, strange is one of those like fourth round picks, put him on the team because honestly, like he's playing in Jacksonville. He's the second tight end behind Evan Ingram, but Ingram's contract ends after this year. And, and we don't know where he's going to go. I don't think he stays. And if we're looking at this, like it's a long-term process with tight ends. I think strange is someone that I'm fine to put on my bench or my taxi squad and just kind of ride it out and see how he goes. But Howard, are there any of these other tight ends you're even somewhat excited about taking in rookie drafts right now? No, I'm not excited about any of them, to be honest. I Hashtag mean, analysis. Know. There you go. That's what <laughs> you said it all. Musgrave and Kraft, they're competing with each other. I don't know. Right. Flip a coin. Musgrave has more is, is the more talented player, so we're told. Darnell yeah. Washington landed in, in Pittsburgh behind Fryermuth and you know, I, I don't really necessarily know what kind of work he's going to get. Uh, Schoonmaker in Dallas with yeah. competing with Hendershot and Ferguson. Uh, you know, no, this is this is not a group of uh, tight ends who 
who interest me. I'd rather have, I'd rather, you know, just, you know, wait until somebody drops Austin Hooper and just add him to my roster. Agreed. Yeah. Especially with tight end. If you're not getting one of the top ones, it doesn't matter, right? Like, there's not a ton of value here. Rocky, you got anything you want to chime in on, I guess, I on mean, these tight ends before we move on? I will say in general, I like to, after the, after the first round and, and, and there's kind of certain guys you want to go for, I generally like them two to round two to four is mainly to focus on tight ends. And uh, especially after the second half of the first round, a second round on to round four, I, I, I like to shoot for tight ends and, and running backs because uh, tight ends, you're getting them cheaper. I'm fine with that. And a lot of these guys got good draft capital and, and they're pretty athletic, which is a big indicator for, for tight ends. A lot of these guys have RAS scores, relative athletic scores, uh, above nine uh, yeah. and got decent draft capital. So I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not like Howard. I'm not loving like any of these guys in particular, but I like taking shots on each of them and just seeing what happens. And maybe the, one of them pops as they sit on the end of my roster in, in two to three years. Uh, so I, I, I don't really have a preference for any of them. I, I, I don't want Washington at all because of the Friday yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but the re- well, he I was already going to be a long shot for targets anyway. He's more of a blocking tight end. Like- yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but he's the so run- fast. He ran so fast in the combine. He's so fast, guys. He's so fast. He's so big. He's so fast. He's so big. He can catch anything in the red zone. Yeah, but it's Kenny Pickett, so I'm not really that worried. Speaking of golf, I'm, I'm not a big Pickett fan. And I think, too, just Corey's putting it here, actually. Give me David and Joku over any of them, right? Like, we've already got a bunch of these mm-hmm. like, kind of questionable tight ends, and you've got Chicken Conku. Like, there's a bunch of these guys that are kind of rising up from the last few years. I'd much rather take one of these tight ends that's already kind of progressed a little bit than even bother with any of these guys. So I will say, yeah. though, most of these guys you can get for like a third round dynasty pick. Yeah, but you can get them on waivers next year. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, like these, these I don't believe any of these. Well, the second tier, third tier, whatever you want to call it, like this last group. I don't think any of them are really going to be on a lot of rosters come October. Right. When you start to have injuries, and you st- maybe you don't have uh, IR slots like safe leagues with Scott Fish and all that. Like there's no IR spots that I'm not going to drop, you know. Brees Hall, like last year, like Brees Hall got injured. I'm not going to drop a guy like that. So you just end up having to scrape the wire. And I just think that these guys are all going to end up on waiver wires, much like we saw with guys like Isaiah Likely and like all these other tight ends from years past, right? Like it's just, I'm not really that excited about it. So before we move on, there was a good question I wanted to bring up here from Jerry in the chat. He had a trade question. Uh, He said, I have a trade question for you guys for a contender. Hertz or Trey Lance, the 2023-102 and two late 2024 firsts, QBs right now are Hertz, Dak, and Jimmy G. And if you take the trade, who would you go after with the 102? And Howard, I'll, I'll kind of kick it to you. I know it's sort of on the spot, but which side of this trade do you like, the Hertz side or the the package side? Um, I mean, it's Hertz. It's Hertz for Lance and three firsts. Yeah, and 102 is one of them. So you kind of get some immediate production back. I mean, and Lance could be the guy, right? Like that's a pretty heavy package for Hertz. It is a pretty heavy package for Hertz, but for the same token, though, I don't really. I mean, he's got Dak and Jimmy G. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, hang with Jimmy G. Uh, by any stretch. And Dak is. You know, he's not the Dak that we used to know. He doesn't run the ball. He doesn't run the football as much as uh, as he used to. And and so I think that kind of tears it down. And again, we're sitting here and we're looking at these picks, being like, oh, well, you know, these for, dude, dynasty first round picks. Who's he going to take at the one, two? Bijan's going number one, right? In, in, yeah. in any league. Even in Superflex, I don't think anybody's disagreeing yeah. there. Yep. So Bijan's number one. So, you know, in a Superflex or, you know, are you still, are you taking any of these QBs over Jameer Gibbs? 
No, probably not. And, you know, are you going to take one of them over uh, Smith and the Jigma? No. I, so, like, what do I want at the one, two? I'll take Gibbs, but I'm, I'm, I'd rather just make sure that I have Hertz as my QB and lock that down. Yeah, I don't blame you. Rocky, which side are you on before I give my total answer here? Yeah, that's a that's a tough call for me. That is a lot for her. Big package, yeah. That's yeah. a lot, yeah. That's a I, big, I, big package. That's what she said. <laughs> but I, I I might take the package, to. although I love Hertz, uh, not just because I'm an Eagles fan. No, just <laughs> just as a fantasy uh, option, but uh, and. I don't hate the idea of actually not taking the quarterback at 102 and then maybe using those 24 first to replace Hertz with somebody or something like that. Uh, at, but at 102, if I'm going to take a quarterback, I'd probably lean uh, Bryce Young uh, over over the other two just because I'd rather get a guy then that I think has better chance of production early on if I'm trading Hertz away. So he did ask, I think he did ask, who would you go with it at, at 102? Yeah. So uh, I, I think I would, I think I would take it um, just because it does seem a lot of value to me. And I am, I am more of a, a Trey Lance truther than most. I, I believe he is going to be the starter this year. I believe just the same way everyone believes Anthony Richardson is just this great prospect, even though he hasn't shown a lot in college passing the ball uh trey lance has those legs too so if he can stay healthy uh even if he's not a great passer he's probably going to be a decent fantasy producer for you so uh so i mean you still have lance prescott garoppolo and i i think you can make it work with those firsts uh, to to kind of you know add some other stuff to your team to hopefully make up for the loss of hurts and i'll be kind of brief because we're going to get in to find me a trade and do this a whole different way yeah. for this league but I, I i think if you're a contender you keep hurts I, I just don't see a reason to move on for picks if you're contending like isn't that the whole point like if you're contending don't you want the points you don't necessarily need the, the picks in the bank i would be more happy with sending like dak for the 102 and a 24 first right like kind of pivot that direction so that you can get anthony richardson at 102 and then you have hurts and richardson that feel a lot better about that than i do about you know, Garoppolo, Dak, and Richardson. Like, I'd much rather keep. Hurts. I don't know if you're getting that for Dak. I don't. Point, I don't. But... I don't. I'm just saying. Maybe you get Lance in the first. No, but take, like maybe give me, give me the two 2024 picks for Dak. Yeah, give me yeah. that. I'll take that. Sure. Yeah, something like that. I think there's a better trade where you can keep Hurts. And again, we don't know the league. We, we say this every time. And as a perfect segue to our find me a trade segment, because again, we appreciate you asking that question in the chat, Jerry. Anybody who wants to come ask questions live, feel free. We go live pretty much every Thursday around 9.30-ish because it's a good time to do that. But without further ado, we've got our official find me a trade of the week. Let's get into it. Find me a trade. Perfect. All right. So I'm going to start this one out. This is submitted by Jeremy Hayes at Coach Hayes 7 on Twitter. Uh, it is an MFL league. You're welcome, Rocky. I'm glad that we got one of these <laughs> for you. Uh, we get a lot of sleeper leagues, Howard, and they're a lot harder to do, as you might imagine. It's just you have to log in. It's really annoying. Anyway, this is a safe leagues, like we were talking about earlier. Safe leagues, Dynasty 201 with the Superflex and tight end. Team name Man U. Love that. You know, good soccer team there. 12 team PPR 2.0 tight end premium. So additional one for tight ends. QBs get six points for touchdowns, minus four for interceptions. Classic safe league starting lineup. Start 10. It's a QB, two running back, three receiver, tight end, two flex, and the super flex. Uh, Steven's thoughts here. And, and I think this is interesting. He gave us a lot of good info. So I didn't really pay attention much to it in my trade, which we'll get into. But three of the four years, he's been a champion in a safe league looking to prolong his dynasty. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Just keep it going. 
just paired Josh Allen with Mahomes this last season. I'm in a really good spot to compete again this year. Considered moving Pollard before the draft. Their draft takes place in June in the safe leagues. I'm not sure how that worked out, but that's kind of nice. Uh, he has the 108 this year and two firsts next year and a bunch of picks. Made some moves this offseason for 24 capital to sustain, to sustain success. Kelsey owner wants to keep Kelsey, unfortunately, but he could use some tight end depth or upgrade from Kittle and Muth. And he says, thanks, of course. I'm. Do you want to bring up the team, Rocky, or do you want me to do that? I didn't ask um, I have it here if, if you want me. If you want to share it on the screen, I can read off the roster while you're doing that. Okay, perfect. Give me just a second. Make sure I find the right team. Sorry about Hold that, up. Andrew. I didn't have it. Oh, up. no, I, I totally <laughs> forgot to ask. I usually do. I have it, but I'm not as great as share. It's doing the share screen thing. So I thought maybe no worries. Do it. No worries. We're okay. Okay, let me start reading the roster. He's got uh he's got Josh Allen. He's got uh Patrick Mahomes, as he said. He's also got Jordan Love as his QB three and Brock Purdy, who has starting potential. Uh, other than that, there's not really much at the quarterback position. Uh, running back, he's got Pollard. He's got McCaffrey. He's got Eckler. He's got Brees Hall. So a lot of High-end talent and depth there. Also, Samaj P. Ryan, Cordero Patterson. Uh, wide receiver. Uh, his top four guys are uh, Debo, Keenan, Tyreek, and Christian Kirk. Uh, he's also got Wandale Robinson, and then it's mostly roster fillers. And then at tight end, I agree with – I mean, I disagree with uh, what he was saying about tight end. I think he actually has some tight end depth here. Yeah. Um, and it looks like they – did have their rookie draft because yeah has, i see that yeah. now too he's got some rookies there i thought he's he got, said it was in june so i must have yeah. misunderstood he's yeah. got and, and he, was, he was saying that the, the guy with kelsey has no type tight end depth i was oh. like oh okay, okay for that but i mean again if that dude's not going to trade kelsey then you know i mean really are you you know is that if, if that's the move that you want to do that you want to just like dump off a tight end for like i don't know a receiver or something you know that's a minor deal. That's easy to pull off. I was sure. like trying to like look at his roster with, you know, everything else that he had in there, but you know, what, what he said that he needed. Why don't you get I into yours first was... then Howard? Yeah. Go ahead and get into your trade. I, I just I, believe... This is the perfect time. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, yeah, again, I told you my wife's going to kill me if I'm not at the dinner table in a couple of minutes there. So <laughs> yeah, we're good. Um, You know, listen, so, so I just, you know, that's kind of why I went with, uh, with, with this. And I wrote this down for him. I'd be inclined to actually deal either Eckler or McCaffrey than, than Tony Pollard Um, because it keeps you younger, but you'll also get much more in return for a team that's sitting in like a win now mode. And that's, that's kind of where I was at. Um, You know, I said, say goodbye to Gronk. I don't even know why he's on your roster. Hmm. Um, The tight end situation that he's got great tight end depth. He can turn over, you know, grab, trade one of them. But, you know, I said, you know, why don't you trade somebody like McCaffrey for like CeeDee Lamb and, and Javante Williams, right? We don't yeah. know what's going on with Javante Williams, but, you know, you don't you don't need Williams immediately to start the season. And he's young enough and we'll see what happens with him when he recovers from, you know, his ACL fully. But it gives you that that, you know, young wide receiver one that that his team needs so i would say go to msd and offer him mccaffrey see if you can get lamb and javante and uh you know if you don't think that that's even enough for mccaffrey tell him to throw in a pick i love it and i think too the other other kind of context msd is over the roster limit so he would probably prefer a consolidation trade anyway right he's gonna have to start cutting players so i think that makes total sense 
Howard, do you have the ability to stick around for five more minutes while we run through our trades? Or are you oh, okay? She's gonna kill me. She's gonna kill me. We, we, we can let give him, her my we address. Can let him go. We can let him go. If you want to head out, Howard, we'll finish we finish up your with time. the two yeah. of us, Andrew. But I think tell people good. where they can find you and where they can uh, hear your voice every day. I appreciate that, guys. And uh, my wife will appreciate you. You guys will each <laughs> yeah. get a follow from uh, from <laughs> at DubieJSF. <laughs> um, you guys can find me on Twitter here at RotoBuzzGuy. You can hear me on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. If you live in New York, I write for the New York Post. You can catch my columns. Uh, over there on Saturdays for fantasy and uh, and all over the place at fantasyalarm.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Howard. We appreciate yeah, your time. Appreciate now, go have you having you. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. And again, she'll be very, very happy. Appreciate <laughs> Tell her we it. said hi. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Thanks, sir. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So again, Howard, big fan. Obviously, we got to get him in and out. So Rocky, do you want to get into your trade next or talk about Howard's before you get into that, I guess? What do you want to do there? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'll finish up with Howard's real quick I, I i like it a lot if you can get it done i do wonder yeah. if you can if you can get lamb and javante javante has dipped uh you know with the injury and we're still not sure when he's going to be ready uh it might be asking a little much but <laughs> i think you could add to mccaffrey to get that though i was going to say the same like you might be able to add one of those tight ends that you're you know you're, you're full of you might be able to add Kincaid and get that done i wouldn't be against yeah. that you know something like that you might be able to, to swing depending on the you know what the other guy likes that's one of those trades too, where I'd send one or two different versions and just be like, Hey, pick which one you like, or let me know if you have a counter specifically. But again, MSD, he's got some tight ends that are, I don't know, not great. Irv Smith, which is a fun name now, uh, Zach Ertz, Albert O like just tight ends that are just not really wowing you. And you've got plenty. So if you have to add someone like that, even the Dalton Schultz who plays for Houston now, I'd be fine to add Dalton Schultz to that trade if he gets it done. So yeah, I, I kind of wanted to comment on that too. So that was, again, I think that's the right move though is, is move McCaffrey. I like that. But what was your trade? And then I'll get to mine on, on the end because it doesn't yeah. really follow suit. <laughs> I actually did uh, try and look for McCaffrey trade, and I maybe I didn't look hard enough, but I, I couldn't find anything I really liked that I thought matched up well enough. Um, but I think we all kind of had the same general idea in terms of maybe kind of boosting his receiver core a little bit um, because it's not bad. I mean, he's got Tyreek Hill. No. Keenan Allen should probably produce at least pretty nicely at least one more year. And Debo's no slouch, but uh, I just like the idea of trying to upgrade there. You do have to start three. Exactly. And uh, yep. he's basically only got four um, right. when you throw Kirk in there. Wandale, uh, maybe the fifth, right? <laughs> I don't, I'm not excited sure. about starting Wandale. Yeah, <laughs> no. I'm with you. I'm with um, but so what I did, and again, we, we, we've also talked about the tight end depth. Uh, so I did trying to trade one of those tight ends plus – uh, to, to kind of upgrade at receiver for him. And what I did was Pat Fryermuth, and I said maybe the two highest, you know, it's hard to gauge this far out, but the two highest looking uh, 24 seconds to the team, Plymouth Flurry for Stefan Diggs. Um, just for the record, I wasn't sure how that matched up value-wise. For I don't know if I was undervaluing Diggs, overvaluing Fryermuth. I will say, though, I wanted to point this out, 2.0 premium. I mean that that yes. boosts them even more than regular tight end premium. Like yep. in in that format, tight end should be gold. And he's got he's got two really a good young one, a good older one, the the best rookie or the the highest drafted rookie in this class, and then a usable guy in Schultz. So he's he's got a lot going on there, and that should be able to get you a decent amount in return. And I did put it into the Z, DTC and DLF, 
Uh, one hat is an overpay. One hat is underpay. So I, I figured it was a decent trade when I see that's, that. That's so. <laughs> way to use calculators. So like, yeah, DTC's got Diggs and Firemuth only off by one twenty-four second. Yeah, so adding exactly. two seconds could make it, you know, sweeten the deal a little bit. But also you could argue the DTC doesn't have the 2.0 standard premium on that. Exactly. And maybe that is closer than that, too. So, I, I mean, Diggs is 29. It depends on your roster and how you want to build this. But I could easily see Firemuth for Diggs almost straight up in a 2.0 league like this. I don't think that gets done without the second, but I would offer it that way and kind of see what. Yeah, I'd be and I'd be fine responses. starting with one second and upping it to another second. Uh, between between the draft assets he already has and the fact that he's got three, not yeah. one, not two, but three titles in the books already, I'm fine not worrying about gaining youth and, and trading youth away here in Frymouth. Uh, and getting an older guy i I'd, I'd rather make it four out of five and then i'll worry about that next year uh but again next year he's even if he this trade exactly as i put it he'd still have two firsts and two seconds next right. year right um and possibly another a fourth title in his pocket so uh and plymouth flurry has kind of a i don't know for sure if he's trying to rebuild but he should be um he's got basically wow. like one older guy at each position uh pretty much other than tight end he's got like nothing at tight end but he's got he's got digs he's got aaron jones he's got Kirk cousins and almost everyone else on his roster is fairly young so i think he's maybe yeah. probably mid kind of rebuild here and uh might might be enticed to do this especially like he like i said he's got nothing at tight end he gets fryer uh and, and he gets a couple extra picks and uh i think it's a decent return for digs for a guy who's going to be 30 and uh, and it, I think it helps both teams. So what do you think, Andrew? I like it. And I think something that, that needs to be said here, too, in 2.0, having three starting tight ends is killer. You can put all three of them in your lineup with those. That two is flexes. true. He so can, I don't think yeah. that's necessarily a bad thing, right? Um, my trade was more on the side of, well, we're playing with house money. Let's go have some fun, right? Let's make a wild trade. Let's get a little squirrely on this. He said he just traded for Josh Allen. And man, I'm telling you what, having Allen and Mahomes on the same team does feel good when you're clicking those lineups. I get it. But I would want to go get like the 101, like go get an asset that you just, you know, that that is going to hold value, is going to be a stud for your team. And I think outside of the super flex position, for me, that's Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Uh, the Chase manager, I really didn't see that they had a lot of uh, quarterbacks that they you could make a trade with. But my thought here was, let's see if we can send... Josh Allen away, even though it probably just got him. Send Josh Allen to the team that was, I think it's called the Truth Hurts. There you go. Send Josh Allen to the Truth Hurts for Daniel Jones and Justin Jefferson. So you still get a quarterback back that's still startable. He's an obvious QB two, but now your wide receiver room gets a big boost, right? And now you could argue that the points that you're getting from Jones and Jefferson are about the same as Allen. If you're contending, you should consolidate it. Get all the logic. But also, if you've won three out of the last four years, let's just blow this up a little bit. Let's kind of pivot a little bit. Let's see what we can do and catch some fire. Um, but I think having Daniel, sorry, Daniel Jones, I'm not afraid of in my in my super flex this year, even though we just talked about how bad the receivers are. He did pretty well with no names last year. They added Waller. I think Barkley's still going to get some. Like, I, you know, if there's a chance Wandale steps up. Obviously, we talked about Hyatt. Like, there's plenty of options, even if we don't have a stud. But I would want to get something like a Chase or Jefferson on this team and just kind of lock that in a little bit. It goes against what he was saying, but I don't know. It's kind of where I went. And then also, I feel that the wider, wider, or sorry, the running back room is pretty good for a win now team. I don't think you need to make any moves. Agreed. I mean, when you, you've got Eckler, you've got McCaffrey, you've got 
uh, Pollard, and then who was the other one he had? Brees uh, uh, Hall. Yeah. Right. So like, he he's got a stud running back room. I would kind of keep that intact with the way running backs get hurt and the cliffs that you're having on that. I would wait till next year to try to move Eckler or maybe mid-season McCaffrey, something like that. I wouldn't touch that that running back room. I think that's terrific. And I also wouldn't touch the tight end room. I think that's terrific. So for me, the the only two options that felt right to me uh, was moving quarterback and splitting up a quarterback for a uh, a receiver quarterback combo. What do you think about that one, Rocky? Am I on the right page or is that just too crazy to work? Uh, well, first of all, I agree with you that there's not I, there's not a lot he needs to do here. I just kind of struggled to find any trade because I don't Same. think there's a lot he really needs to do, especially since he already has a bunch of draft uh, capital next year for his 24 draft. Um, yep. I, I mean, I'd be fine leaving quarterback alone, too. But you know me, I, I don't mind trading down from quarterback, especially if I also already already, already have him a homes like. I'm fine trading down from an elite quarterback, especially if you can get an elite asset back like Justin Jefferson. Right. I kind of love that. I mean, Daniel Jones, uh, I'm not super high on him, but uh, he was a QB one last year. And he did that, as Howard mentioned earlier in the show, with the likes of Isaiah Hodgins and and Richie James and and, and not much else. So uh, if he keeps the... Uh, you know, the running ability, he kind of increased his rushing from he's always been a decent running quarterback, but he, he kind of increased it last year, I think, to, to his most yards in his career. Uh, if he can keep that up um, and, and he's got some, you know, added Hyatt as a weapon, added Waller as a weapon, uh, he could probably stay in that low end QB one range uh, as long as the rushing uh, numbers are there. So uh, and I love getting Justin Jefferson and that that. If you're going to trade Josh Allen, you have to get something like right. Justin Jefferson back. Well, and uh, as the name implies, the truth hurts has hurts, right? So that <laughs> yeah. guy would be getting hurts and Allen. That's uh, yeah, like, which could be appealing. My eyebrows him, are going yeah. up. Like that could be nice. Now his other receivers, he's got AJ Brown, Garrett Wilson, and some scrubs. So he would have to make some more trades here. Yeah. But it's sort of like if I had Justin Jefferson, that would be the kind of trade that if I got at my inbox, I'd sit there and go, you want me to give up Jefferson and, and, Daniel Jones to a set of question marks for Josh Allen. Wait a minute now. Like that's, it's not terrible. I would probably counter and add a piece to the Josh Allen side. He's got a ton of picks. Maybe you throw in a second to get it done. Right. Seconds get deals done all the time. I'd be totally fine with that. I wouldn't want to add a first. I don't think you had to add that much to this. You might be, can you can add like a Dalton Schultz or something? I was just going to say, you can have one of the lower end. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Right. But I think the bones of this are pretty solid where it's Allen plus for Jefferson plus. I like that. And then make the pluses whatever you want. Uh, The other quarterbacks on this guy's team, though, are not great. You got Sam Darnold, Sam Howell, Daniel Jones. We talked about Gardner Minshew, Kyle Trask and Mike White. So there is a chance that that this guy's looking at it like, well, you know, I don't like my QB two. Maybe that's a massive upgrade. It leaves a weak running or receiver. I'm sorry. So maybe you send one of those other quarterbacks on your bench and you kind of make it happen. But anyway, my thought there was, I, yeah. I just want a one-on-one on my team. That's That sounds like a good way to keep going with the dynasty. And if you don't have a real QB three, I don't count Sam Howell as a real QB three. It's great either. to have Hertz and Allen. Like you're never benching those guys unless – you know, a, a buy or an injury. So, well, and and you kind of said this too with with uh, Jeremy's team and you, right? He's got Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen, but behind him, he's got Jordan Love and Brock Purdy, which could both be starters. So, yeah, I don't mind tearing down from Allen or Mahomes. I guess I'd rather keep Mahomes just because he's such a dominant beast. But there is still some value and some logic in keeping him on the same roster. But breaking it up seems like a fun idea to me. Yeah, and which by the way, I just wanted to give a shout out. Jeremy is in a. Uh... Dynasty Junkies 3, so just want to give a shout-out there, uh, the Listener League. 
And uh, before we finish up, Andrew, I did. Uh, Corey had a couple questions yes. in the chat here, I believe. Um, trying to find the first one. I we answered his first one, but this is the second one that oh, came there, in, right? Is. Which it did, well, I guess the first one was Jerry's, but yeah, 10 team super flex and a bit of a rebuild. My buddy is holding my 24 first hostage. Oh, that's brutal. And that has happened to me <laughs> a few times. It's like, man, I just want to rebuild. Give me my pick. He says he offered him Waddle for Judy, my 24 first, and another 24 first. So if you're offering Waddle for that package, which side would you rather have there, Rocky? I'd rather have the side he's getting. I don't know if I'd pay that for for Waddle, even though I well, love Waddle. It's a 10-team Superflex. I feel like that changes it a little bit. because in It does, because studs matter more. Studs, yeah. you know? I could see the other guy, too. If he's not... If the other guy's contending, I could see this being like, you and know what, it, picks or picks, I'll take Waddle and lock it in, right? And it affects, and I don't. He said a bit of a rebuild, so I don't know if his yeah. twenty-four first is going to be the one-on-one or not. But it does even affect the fact that, like, Caleb Williams isn't as valuable in a ten-team superflex either. Well, so it's funny too because we get the live updates from Courier in a sense here. He goes, "Well, do you think that's too much, or would you take it?" And he goes, I know Rocky hates Judy. <laughs> and then he says, never mind. He kind of was something way worse. So uh, like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's over one. anyway. <laughs> okay. But then his his second of the three, I guess, second trade for Corey, which we'll get into because that one kind of went a different way. But uh, another team, another league, he said offered uh, another trade, 12 teams, Superflex 1.5 premium. He has Waller and Hawkinson. Would you flip Hawkinson for Judy? I'm going to say no. I'd rather keep Hawkinson than Judy. And as a Judy hater, Rocky, where are you at on that one? Oh, yeah. I- I'm not as much of a hater as I used to be. I, I, I don't have take lock and he did, he did produce down the stretch last year. Uh, and he clearly outproduced Sutton. My whole thing was Sutton over Judy. And yeah. uh, when both were healthy, Judy outproduced Sutton. I, I, I'm not blind yeah. to that. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't hate Judy. I never hated Judy to begin with. I just thought he was overvalued. He, he did not produce the first two years. He did not have either year did he average over ten fantasy points per game. He was single digits. So well, don't hate even the player, hate the value, right? Like yeah, I, I agree exactly. with you. I don't hate the player. I just hated the overvaluation of him. I was kind of with you. I always thought he was a little bit overhyped. And, and I've definitely made some trades that I regretted after, you know, a year or so. <laughs> and, and last year, it's not like he was amazing, but he definitely showed improvement in terms of his production in an environment that wasn't that great for production because Russell Wilson did not have a good year. So uh, with Peyton there, I, 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 I haven't really gone out and bought Judy a lot, but I actually think I, I did once or twice. I, I think I have now like two Judy shares as opposed to the zero I had before. You're not uh, a hater <laughs> so uh but all that said i'd still rather have hawk because i'm a hawk truther so yeah <laughs> and, and i still I'd rather have hawk i i still think he's going to produce well there even with addison coming in uh I, I still think it's possible i mean we did talk about addison probably being the best producer of the rookie class i still think it's possible that that the second most targets go to hawk so uh if not i think it'll be close I don't think that's the case, but I'd rather have Hawk with the third targets and a tight end premium than Judy, who could be the third target in a receiver class that you, you've got plenty of receivers in. Almost yeah. you, got, you don't need them. It's all close, right, well, though. I would take. Yeah, it's not terrible. Keep us posted, Corey. Tag us on Twitter and all that jazz. Appreciate you coming in the chat here, of course. So one thing I did want to do before we signed off, this is the week of the eliminators. I know I'm in seven drafts, I think, at the moment, which is just crazy. And I almost regret it, but it's for charity. So it's a good cause. Uh, we have a junkies one. I've got two of my own, so I'm definitely, you know, pulling a lot of duties there, helping set them up and everything too, which is kind of fun. 
on the back end. But yeah, we, we appreciate everybody jumping in the junkies when the chat's already having a lot of fun. And I'm, I kind of took the reins of it to start with and drafted three players, one from each of our teams, just so that we all have somebody we can kind of root for. <laughs> it was a terrible draft and uh, I can't wait to see how it goes, but we got AJ Brown at one eleven. I took Evan McPherson at two Oh eight because kickers still matter. And I just wanted to bangle. There was none left really. And then DJ Moore at 308. So we've got one of each of our teams in the first three picks. After that, I went Mac Jones and Joe Mixon, who is still there. And then we're coming up at 611 here shortly, which actually we might be on the clock. Yeah, perfect. We're on the clock. So Rocky, do you want to make this pick with me live while okay. we're here? Since we don't have a lot of these, and this could be kind of fun. I could tell you who I would say. Yeah, I was going to say, who are the best available? I, I don't have well, a here. So do. I don't know. It's again, ADP is all wonky right now and, and ranks are all wonky, but in terms of ranks, for receiver, we've got Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, Drake London, Jacoby Myers. I like Drake London there. Running back, we got Rashid, or sorry, Rashad White, Cam Akers, Javante Williams, David Montgomery. Uh, quarterbacks, real bleak, which is why I got uh, Mac Jones. But we got Gardner Minshew, <laughs> Tyler Huntley, Davis Mills. Like, just nobody want. Maybe Andy Dalton could be an interesting flyer. Uh, and then tight end, we got Evan Ingram, Dawson Knox, Juwan Johnson, David Njoku, like, I don't know. Uh, I, feel I think like there's a, a clear shoot, guy so. from from all the guys you said there, and it's funny because he's another guy I'm a hater of, but he's got the most upside of all those guys, and that's Drake London. Agreed. I think it's got to be Drake <laughs> London. That's who I was leaning on anyway, so I'm taking it. Drake London is the pick, uh, and hopefully he's the wide receiver one, and we get some points. I don't know. It's for charity. It doesn't really matter. It's fun. Um, it's a fun time. So, yeah, with that, though, we are going to get out of here. Obviously, we appreciated Howard's time. I know he only had an hour, and we wanted to make sure we at least got to find me a trade, hence the hustle. But we appreciate you sticking through and after us. Uh, even though Howard's not here, I know that that was the get, and uh, he's an amazing dude. We love Howard. Yeah. But anything else you want to cover, Rocky, I guess, before we sign in for the night? Uh, no, I guess uh, I'll just finish up here. I guess uh, should we do all our stuff before I before sure. I take us out okay well I'll, I'll do this stuff and you can kick us out of here okay. so obviously you can find me on on twitter at andrew hall ff rocky at dynasty ff addict scott isn't here so he doesn't get his name that's the <laughs> rules uh you can find us live streaming on thursdays at the dap network on twitter at dap underscore network we're also live streaming now on the dynasty junkies handle find us on youtube this is always going to be replayed if you're ever looking for the podcast and it's not in the feed it's because rocky hasn't uploaded it yet but you can always go to YouTube and find I, it on I, the depth. Keep, I'm going to get it up by tomorrow. I promise, Andrew. I've been take so your del- time, I delay man. on that so much now. I'm so Take lazy. your time. It's part, of the, <laughs> it's part of the fun of the show. But no, you can always find it on YouTube. If you're really jonesing on Friday, you can always go on YouTube and catch it on there. I know a lot of people do that. Or go to Twitter. It'll be on the replay on the, on the feed as well. You can always catch it there. And then, of course, once it is uploaded, it'll be on your feeds on the podcast. You can always catch that too. But definitely, that's why it's worth subscribing, rating, and reviewing, all that kind of stuff. Make sure you're following us on the DAP Network everywhere you can. Uh, and make sure you give us some feedback. Obviously, we got a lot of leagues running. We got a lot of uh, you know FC Eliminators going right now. We got rookie drafts. Send us messages. Let us know if you need help. Tag us in polls, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but with that, Rocky, I'll let you take us out here. Yeah, I want to give another shout out, another thanks to Howard. It was great having him on here. Appreciate him taking his time to to come on the pod, and uh, shout out to him for for knowing the Estonium in the uh, <laughs> in the uh, Dynasty Junkies logo. That um, that was nice. Yeah, I didn't even before know that. the show, but that was great. He he named yeah. the uh, sodium and Estonium as yeah, our we uh, have, logo. Yeah. I knew I knew it was sodium. I never yep. knew what the other one was. Um, I didn't make the logo. So, um, but uh, also shout out to the chat as always. Puff Pass Kick, uh, Jerry Bag, Shaw Corey, all in there, all uh, talking and asking questions. That was great to see. 
and don't forget next week, all three of us will be on. Find me a yes. trade spectacular. We'll clear out uh, some of these. Find me a trade. So make sure you're sending some in. You can send them to any of our Twitter handles, me, uh, Andrew, uh, Scott, or uh, or the junkies handle that we gave yep. earlier. So and it's in the pin uh, post on on our handle and all that's that. You right. can always yes. go submit the link. If we'll you send you the to, link if you DM us. That's perfectly fine. If yep. you go to Dynasty Junkies, the pin tweet is our, is our link tree still correct? Yep. Yeah, so you can go in there and it has in the link tree. It does have uh, the submission form. So uh, good stuff. Make sure since we're going to be doing a bunch of them next week, we, we want to get a bunch more in. So make sure yep. you're doing that. And uh, that'll do it for this week until our our, our spectacular uh, find me a trade next week. Yeah.